Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. As always, the Borger Sports Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, the Plumley Real Estate Group. The Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. Michael Kano, what's up, man? What is We're going back. on, everyone? Back episode 11. Episode 11. And this is a great episode. It is. I'm in a fantastic mood. Just mm-hmm. had a great weekend. We're recording this on Sunday evening. Yes, we are. And so fresh on our <laughs> minds. Still feeling good about this. Yeah, yeah. The football game from Friday night is still fresh in my brain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Usually we record on like Monday or Tuesday. You get yeah. a little bit of the work week to kind of like cleanse your brain of what happened over the weekend. I like I like coming in fresh, still remembering what happened on Friday night. Oh, yeah. Not having to like. I got some great sleep. Oh, I slept so well. Yeah. Good for oh, you. Yeah. I didn't. But <laughs> so, just kidding. <laughs> No, dude, actually, no, I was telling Sarah the other night, I had the best night of sleep I think I've had in like two years. Really? Like on Thursday night. Oh, on Thursday? Thursday night before Friday. Okay, yeah. that was a good sign for Friday then. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I don't know what, I don't know why. I don't know what I did. I, I didn't write it down, but you know. Hardcore felt, working out. Yeah. No. Been in the gym, lifting that, weights. It definitely wasn't it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that wasn't it, but uh. Yeah, I think it's like my daughter turned four today. And uh-huh. so I think like just her, like our kids are starting to get out of that. Like our youngest is getting out of the the little, little kid thing where she's not waking us up every night. So yes. Starting to get real sleep again. Yeah. They can start being a little sure. self-sufficient. Yeah. Maybe not fixing her own bowl of but cereal The Diamondbacks won too, so that helped. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> I know you don't want to talk about the Rangers, but... It's fine. I mean, it's an all-Texas series. Sure. Let's be honest. If I, Either one of those teams, mm-hmm. we're all Texas. We're all going to cheer for them, sure. no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. Do uh-huh. I want it to be yeah. the Rangers? Sure. <laughs> I lean a little bit more the, to, towards <laughs> Rangers. Right. You know? But it is what it I is. I think I would root for the Rangers. If it, So, like, if the Diamondbacks didn't win, the, which they're down 3-2 now. Yeah. So, they probably won't. <clears throat> but, uh, like, I would root for the Rangers against the Phillies. Oh, yeah. But I don't know that I, I would root for the Phillies against the Astros. Probably. Okay. Really? Yeah. Philadelphia? I, uh, I don't care about Philadelphia one way or the other. <laughs> uh, it's not so much the city. But man, I, I know this is like a sore subject. Everybody wants to be like, well, everybody steals signs. They've been stealing signs since. <laughs> what, but like what the Astros did was like. Taking it up several notches. And they, I mean, they had to change the rules because of what they did. So I had my good friend, anyway, Clinton Grange, tell me one time. That's all. That's if all you I'll ain't say about cheating, that. you ain't trying. Sure, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Anyway, should we talk about the game on Friday? We can. That's I know we were, we're in here. the booth then. I, speaking of, did you, did you ever go back and watch the Rangers brawl? Because we didn't get to see it because mm-hmm. we were calling the football game. Did you ever go back and see it? No, I did not. I didn't see it. You'll have to go back and watch it. I will. I want to know, was the hit on purpose? Was it intentional? Okay. Was it not? Or did that ball just get away from that pitch? You'll yeah. know what I'm talking about when you see it. Okay. There's been, that's been the controversial conversation. Yeah. No, I did. I didn't. I hardly paid any attention to that series this yeah. weekend. I'm mean, Just the score. Yeah. Now it comes. And then like, we because we, we were up in the booth. Yeah. We had the game cast for that game on. And then we, we had the game cast for... The Phillies and the sure. Diamondbacks game too, and when when the the Phil the Phillies took the lead, 
in that game, I just shut my computer. I was like, I'm just going to pay attention to the Borger game. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm here. I'm supposed to be spotting. I'm going to ignore this. And then I didn't even, no. we had like, because it was my daughter's birthday. We had all kinds of family stuff sure. and stuff going on this weekend. So I like hardly paid attention to sports after the football game on Friday night. Although when I got home yesterday, I did watch USC lose to Utah. Barely. I mean, that was a good game. game. It was a good game. Two good teams. Yeah, I was rooting for USC. but We stayed up late last night and watched USC and Washington, watching Jalen Conyers over there. Or, uh, ASU. ASU. Yeah. I, I got my initials wrong. ASU. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought for a second they were going to pull it out. Sure. I thought there was going to be a huge upset. But it did not. You mm-hmm. know, they throw an interception, 98 yards, back to the house for a touchdown. And just, mm. I, I don't, I'm, I've tried to give... Dillingham, the yeah. credit. I've mm-hmm. tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he is not utilizing his weapons like he needs to. Sure. And it does not make sense to me. So mm-hmm. I need I to watch know. an ASU game. I'm a little game. frustrated. I haven't watched the... a single ASU game since Dillingham took over. Yeah. But <clears throat> that's mostly because they're not really on TV out here. So. They're not. No. You got to stay yeah. up late or get Fubo or something yeah. like that. Yeah. No Pac 12 network out here. Yeah. Although. You know, next year they'll be in the Big Twelve. That's so right. We'll get it's all be a whole games out here. new ball game then. Oh yeah, I think they're in. I think they're in. <laughs> wake up, call. dude! Those are good teams. I mean, they honestly, are. now the pack. They are. Pack ball is different than Big Twelve it ball, is. and Big Twelve ball is different than SEC ball. It, like it's all different. Yeah, but for sure, those are good teams. They are. There. They are. And as a you know, a kid who grew up on the West Coast watching Pac twelve sports my whole sure. life, mm-hmm. it's a little. It's a little. Like, ugh, you know, it's kind of like sad. I know what you're that saying. That the Pac-12 is breaking up. I know, but you know, things change. Times change. Sure, got to get some of the traditions are going to go. Um, you know, it was even kind of a deal when it would because growing up it was always the Pac-10. Sure, yeah, it was. And the then Pac-10 they had the two teams, but now it's just going to be the only thing I am excited about is that because I am a U of A basketball fan, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah, because I grew up in Tucson, my earlier years. My dad took me to U of A basketball games a bunch as a kid. Yeah. They won that national championship in 1997 when we lived there. Lute Olson, uh, Miles Simon, all those guys. It was awesome. That was a great team. Yeah, dude. I loved that team. Um, and so I love U of A basketball. That's my favorite college team to root sure. for. Yeah. Of all college sports. So it'll be nice. I think like every once in a while, they'll be playing tech. Yeah. Just a couple hours down the road. I can drive down yeah. there, catch U of A. Play it tech. reminds me of, I think the, the changing of the college scenery reminds me of when professional wrestling went from like regional <laughs> outfit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. From regional outfits mm-hmm. to major global corporations. Yeah. Before the WWE ruled everything, mm-hmm. you know, you had Mid-South Wrestling, you had World Class Championship Wrestling out of Denton, Texas, okay. which by the way, I know very they're little making about a movie. <laughs> About the Von Erichs. And yes, Von yes, yes. Life. I saw that. I was just going to say something Iron about Claw. The, yeah, the Iron Claw. If you haven't seen the trailer, yeah, cause go watch it. It's got it. Zac Efron. Oh, yeah. Uh, a couple other guys in it. That yeah. guy from The Bear. I can't remember his name. He's on that show, The Bear. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. I don't. Yeah. I can never not remember his name, but... Yeah, he plays Carrie. Yes. Brother Carrie Von Erich. Yeah, but every time I see him in something, I'm like, man, he is a good actor. Anyway. He really he's, is. He's a great actor. Uh, yeah, it should be a good movie. But yeah, that's what it reminds me of. You had all these regionals, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden... Who gets these telev- television deals come to play? Money comes into play, mm-hmm. and then these huge conglomerates grow up out of that. And so, I wonder what the scope of college football is going to look like. It's, it's still not done changing. It's just, not. Yeah, no, just because those guys are coming into the Big Twelve, but it will be different. I mean, some like, other teams are going to the Big Ten. 
Southwestern Conference is no more. Yeah. So you and and with each region, you had these iconic bowls. The Rose Bowl yeah. has represented the mm-hmm. pack forever. You know, Southwestern Conference, Big Twelve, you had the Cotton Bowl, and then AT and T. And so it's just it's all changing. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I don't either. I, I love the competition and getting to see different kinds of yeah. games. I as long as the bowl good. games don't go anywhere. Sure. You know, I mean, that's just child. Just so much of my childhood was watching the Rose Bowl every few sure. years with my dad. Absolutely. You know, didn't matter what teams were in it. It was like, we're watching it. This is yeah. the deal. We're, yeah. we're grilling, making stuff. It was like bigger than the Super Bowl almost occasionally, sometimes for my family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But And I think we were the same <laughs> way about the Cotton Bowl. Like it was just mm-hmm. one of those iconic bowls that you watch. Yeah. You know, and so. Yeah. But there was a great football game on Friday night. There was. There was a. It was a good football game. The majority of the football game was a good football game on Friday night. If you saw, if you if you didn't watch the first four minutes and the last thirty seconds of the first half, you would have thought the score was a lot different than it was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's get let's into it. Let's talk a little bit about yeah. this. So Friday night, the Borger Bulldogs faced a visiting Leveland Lobos. And Leveland came in. Um, they had not won a district game yet. They were needing to try to win in order to hold a playoff spot, to try to contend for a playoff spot. Borger had just had one district game, a loss against Seminole. Mm-hmm. And so two teams both hungry for change. And we talked about this in the last episode. Yeah. Borger really needed psychologically to win this game yes to overcome you know some of those ghosts in the past some of those you know can we get it done kind of (laughs) ideas can this group we challenge them a little bit can this group be the one to change the mentality to change Mm -hmm. what's going on and for the first four minutes i i was concerned yeah I was like, we are falling down a rut here we are falling (laughs) down this pit and there's no stopping it so, Leveland receives the first kickoff. They make a very good drive and go down there and score. And the funny thing is, they do exactly the opposite of what we thought they would do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're known for spreading and passing, but what they did is they spread out, and then they were running up the middle. They were yeah. relying on their five linemen to match up against our defensive front four and our middle linebacker. And number 34, Rodriguez, He's Ricky fast. Rodriguez, was fast. He's fast. He found holes. He did. And he made us pay. Mm-hmm. So they go down off the initial drive and they score. And so right off the bat, they get down there and they're on the board. Mm-hmm. So we it get was the a ball great drive too. It was a really good drive. Yeah, it was very efficient. It was very I was quick. Like, how many? It was only have to make adjustments. How many plays was that drive? It was only like six, seven plays. Six, seven plays at the most. Sure. Yeah. 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 They got down there quick. Yeah. So the kickoff happens. We get the ball back. We get good field position after the kick return. Mm-hmm. We make a pass to uh, Brayson McCarty. Yeah. Brayson takes off on a 15-yard run. I'm like, this is going to be good. Yeah. He fumbles at the end of the run. Yeah. Just ball slips out, gets mm-hmm. away from him. Level and recovers. And then what happens right after that, Mike? They immediately score. Yeah. One yeah. play. One play, 57-yard <laughs> run right up the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And – uh just all the air was sucked out of the booth that we were in. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, and that Ricky Rodriguez kid, he impressed me. Yeah. He was able to find holes and he had some breakaway speed. Mm-hmm. You know, he breaks through the middle. Lineman makes a good block on uh, Jacoby. He's one on one with Tyler. He makes a move, gets past Tyler, and then no one else was catching him. Mm-hmm. 57 yards for a touchdown. Yep. 
So we get the ball back. Yeah. It's still early. Let's put some together. We are down to a fourth and one. And we throw a deep route that goes too far. And we were both kind of like, oh, fourth and one. Yeah. Why did we do that? But I I, I mean, we talked about it. I think we were trying to get them to jump. Sure. And I think there was probably a misunderstanding on what the result of that play needed to Mm -hmm. be because there wasn't a jump. Yeah. And so in those circumstances, a lot of times your coach is going to want you to call a timeout. Even later in the game, even when they do jump, the sure. refs don't call it. <laughs> what are you going to do? Absolutely. We saw that a little bit later on in the game. But we go for the long, deep pass, and we end up having a turnover on downs. Leveland gets the ball in Bulldog territory on the 39. Great field position to start. A couple of plays later, Leveland scores on a pass to number one on a little, just a little skinny post. Again, we're spread out, open in the middle. Mm-hmm. He runs a skinny post for 40-yard touchdown, and just like that, level ends up 21-0. to zero. Yeah. What were your thoughts here? What, what, what do you attribute to the slow start? <clears throat> it might have been the cheeseburgers that Faith Covenant <laughs> Church, my church, uh, fed, we, fed the, we fed the boys before the game. <laughs> and we were kind of joking, like, it's best, cheeseburgers the best thing to feed this team before the game? Are they gonna take, is it going to take them a quarter to wake up after eating these cheeseburgers? They need to be sluggish. Uh, I hope that wasn't it. I don't know. I guess we'll find out if they ask us to serve them again next year. I don't know. Uh, you know, I kind of thought y'all were joking when we were doing cheeseburgers. Because I thought that might be like like chicken. Look, I didn't come. I didn't pick the menu. Yeah, if I, see, if I'd, have, <laughs> if I'd have picked the menu, I'd have been like, let's grill them up some chicken, some rice, some broccoli, give them some fruit, something sure, like that. yeah. Something healthy, not heavy. Yeah. You know, some protein. Yeah. A little bit of healthy carbs. <laughs> you know, something... Something to give them some good energy for the uh, game, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Next year, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you live and you learn, you know? Uh, no. Grocery prices are out of <clears throat> that is control, true. so you have to get the cheap yeah. ground beef. That way you can <laughs> make it work. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we were really that worried about budget. Uh, okay. But anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> what, what I was really thinking was, you want to know what I was really thinking was? Yeah. I was really thinking was, like, the Lord has put me in this booth in this moment. To help my friend Michael Kano <laughs> not go to a really, really dark place. <laughs> uh, you were you were looking at your phone like, what's happening right now? Oh, uh, I even said to you, I said, I said, are you are you okay? Where you look like you're you're somewhere dark right now? Yeah, you're pulling me back. I was trying you to pull, pull me back. from the darkness. I was trying to tell you, I was like, hey, we're gonna come back. Yeah, I was like, I th- we got plenty of time here. We got plenty of time here. We just gotta hold them. You know, I think I was a, in a dark place too, but there's I just a little, had to, you know, I think there's a little bit of a difference mm-hmm. from work, Mr. Kano. <laughs> okay. And football fan, Mr. Kano. And, and Michael Kano. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> and the, Michael Kano. <laughs> well, here's the deal is I'm a former bulldog. Yeah. I'm a former competitor, uh-huh. former player. And, if if you talk to some of the guys <laughs> that I played with, uh-huh. they're probably going to have a different perspective of who I was at that time sure. and how I play the game. Yeah. And I'm still super competitive and I get really competitive. My expectations are high. And, and dude, I cannot handle playing soft. I can't handle soft boys. I can't handle fake injuries. I can't handle excuses. It drives me up. Sure. 
and and so Michael has gotten a unique perspective. <laughs> I'm glad I'm still on the worship team after what he's seen from me. Because no. I will slap the table. I will yell. <laughs> no. Why am I saying well, all the, these things well, on the, the thing, podcast? I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm I the know. I'm the same way. You just keep your head better than I do. Much better. <laughs> I don't know about that. You do. I, well, I I'm not a I'm not a former Borger Bulldog. Yeah. So if I had played for the Bulldogs, I would probably be just as worked up about it as you are. I mean, I get pretty worked up about it, and I've only lived in Borger for six years. So, dude, I get worked up at the fifth and sixth grade Horn Frog. Game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it does not take much for me to get emotionally involved. Yeah. In a sporting event that I have no attachment to. Sure. <laughs> My wife gives me such a hard time about it. I, I, I told you in the booth the other night. I said, yeah. I said, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna Mike. When I die, my obituary is going to say that he died of a heart attack at a sporting event. <laughs> you know, you know what I, you know what it is. Honestly, is I, I take it personal. Sure. When I hear people make comments about Borger or the Bulldogs mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. making, you know, negative, saying negative things about our kids or how we play or being losers. I take it personal. It makes yeah. me angry. Yeah. When I think that other towns, other teams look down upon us, they think they're better than us. Oh, dude. Or they see us in a different light. I I take it personal. Mm-hmm. And so when I take it personal, I mean, I get driven. Dude, that's God. why I feel, that's exact, that's why I feel, I feel like we fit in Borger so well. Yes. My family. Yeah. It's because of the small town we grew up in, Blythe, was just like that. Yeah. In the little towns in the area of Southern California, we yeah. were, everyone's like Blythe. Pfft. Yeah. They never yeah. do anything good. You know, sure. like, yeah. Same thing with football, all the things with our high school and our sports and everything. Everything about, every time I hear somebody talk about Borger, whether they're from Borger or they're not from Borger, mm-hmm. it's, I'm like, I relate to this so much. Yeah. It's exactly where I grew up. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of why it's made me really easy to like, I'm for Borger. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To become a Bulldog. Let's go, Borger. Let's go. Because you My do. kids are Bulldogs. I do, so, man. You it's know, just I like care. you get that chip yeah. on your shoulder and you're like, you're not going to talk about our kids. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. You're not going to talk about mm-hmm. our programs. By gosh, sure. we're going to show you exactly who we are. So that's where I was at at this point. That's where, right yeah. Now. And we finally wake up. And so the Bulldogs get the ball. They drive down and they get a good drive. We stall out a little bit at the end, but sure. we're able to cap it off with a 25-yard field goal, and we are on the board. Level in 21, Burger Bulldogs 3. Yep. So, defensively, I don't know what adjustments we started making here, but you can start seeing a transition here in the yeah. second quarter. The defense gets a great third down stop when you have a huge sack by Ryan and Yankee, number 44, and Lincoln Honaker, number 33. Mm-hmm. And so you can start seeing even their body language on the field yeah. and how excited they're getting. And so we get the ball back. Bulldogs make another drive down uh, going south. And KJ, Caden Jennings, ends up scoring from five yards out. And so that's where the score kind of changes there. Um 21 to 10, mm-hmm. cutting into that lead. Yeah. And then 13 seconds right before the half. Mm-hmm. What happened, Mike? <clears throat> uh, I don't know <laughs> what. Sorry, that was a really long pause there. Y'all probably thought the podcast glitched for a second there. Um, I, I don't want, you know, I really like the coaches. 
I've been critical. I, I don't want to be critical of them. I really like them. Yeah. I think they're doing a great job. Yeah. I think we've seen a massive change. So let me preface that. I just didn't understand. I was sitting there like, why do we have one? There's 30, 20 seconds left before that play happened. I was like, okay, we just, just don't let them score here. We're getting the ball. Just don't let them score. And we had one guy back there and everybody was up on the line. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't we have like five backs back there? Just, just keep them. It's not, we, I mean, they, where, where were they? They, were, they weren't even at the 50-yard line. They were on the, it was a 73-yard run. Yeah, so, so it was like, give them some room. Yeah. Who cares if they get 15, 20 yards? Yeah. And then I think we we're in the booth. All right, just don't let them score. Don't let them score. And boom, he just busts through the line, gets by that one guy, and he's gone mm-hmm. and scored. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. The, like the worst possible thing that could have happened <laughs> happened. And the, and there's, I mean, there's always a little bit of learning that goes on with sure. those kind of situations and stuff like anyway. that. You know, everything's hindsight. So you can look back on it and be like, maybe we should have done this. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Anyway. However, I am not a football coach. I'm not qualified to coach a (laughs) high school football team. These guys are way cooler than me. They are way smarter than me. They are way better than me. It was the, that's, that was just the one thing I was like, I noticed. Yeah, sure. At one time. Yeah. It doesn't matter because we won the game, but. (laughs) Hey, you weren't supposed to give it away. What if someone was listening? People know. Okay. Number 34, Rodriguez finds pay dirt on a 73-yard run. And leveling goes up 28 to 10 going into the half. Now, I'm not exactly sure what Coach Hamrick's speech was to these boys. I don't know exactly what all he said. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to record it, but we'd probably have to. We get in trouble for that, I think. We, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think it's better if we don't. Yeah, there's times that boys have to hear things from their coach. Yeah, and they have to be told things in a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've had coaches in the past when you've seen successful programs that that coaches will be brutally honest to them when they need to, and young men need to be able to hear yeah. those things and take absolutely. It. Whatever he said worked. Yeah. Because the Borger Bulldogs in the second half were a different They were a different team. team. They didn't give up any points. Oh, my gosh. So, starting the second half, Leveland tries to drive, but they run into a fourth down. They go for it, and it's picked off by number eight, 88, Abdel Lozano. Mm-hmm. He scampers up the near side of the field, puts it in great field position, and just a few plays later, KJ scores on the read option pull from 20 yards out. We go for two to try to pull it to 10. No good. But even then, level in 28, Borger 16 mm-hmm. at that point. Yep. Yep. So later on in the quarter, third down and 12, Caden Jennings finds Tyler Brooks on what might be the play of the year so far. Yeah. I know it was News Channel 10's play of the week <laughs> yep. for um, the wrap-up. Mm-hmm. But Tyler goes on a crossing pattern. And he catches the ball. He's hit immediately, spins out of that, breaks two more tackles, tripped up twice, Yeah, finds the far side of the field, follows his blockers into the end zone, and gets the touchdown. Yeah, I must have watched the replay of that on uh, on the internet like five times today. I still don't know how he got out. Yeah, I mean, no, he, it was, it was like, just, it was a driven kind of mentality of yeah, like, I'm not play. going to go down on this play. No, it was a great play. Yeah. Play of the year, honestly. Yeah. I think. And I saw him Saturday night and, and my wife and I were just telling him, hey man, that was such a good play. And he was super humble about it. He was like, oh, just thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. But I'm just like, how does that, how did that come out of him in that moment? It was just <laughs> a driven moment. Yeah. I'm not going to go down. We I'm needed finding yeah. a way. Yeah. And you could see the way they were running. KJ has a great run just like that, I think, on that same drive where it's just breaking tackles, spinning mm-hmm. out of it. 
Avery really started picking up his game mm-hmm. around there and running with that same heart that you saw the first part of the season, mm-hmm. really with that same kind of tenacity. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it, it's starting to pick up at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> so, later, uh, after that, the extra point, they they kick is good, and we break into that lead a little bit here closer. Level in 28, Borger 23. So, then we go into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And the golden foot, Chepas. He lines up for uh-huh. a 52-yarder. Yeah. I was just like, can he get this? And you were like, I think he can get this. He's got the boot. We've seen it. Yeah. He was just short. Just short. Yeah. Just needed a little more air under it. And the funny thing was we had a delay of game call right before that. So yeah. actually, it, and he was probably about five yards short. Like hit the middle of the, the goalpost. Yeah. The goalpost. Yeah. And so had we not had that penalty, I but, think he would have got that one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So the Bulldogs get the ball back. Caden then takes the QB keeper up the middle of the field. And this is with a healing leg. Right. Takes it up 62 yards. He's deceptively fast. They Mm -hmm. finally run him down at the three-yard line. But from there, it was pay dirt. Mm -hmm. Bulldogs were feeling it. They punched punched it it in from one yard out. Two-point conversion is no good. But regardless, Bulldogs have now taken the lead, 29 to 28. Yeah. So, level end gets the ball back. And you could see this in the level end players. At this point is when we started noticing yeah, we injuries. Were, we were talking about it. Cramps, Cramping, injuries. Injuries. Uh, it was almost like they were looking mental for a way out of this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you saw it on the next drive. They uh-huh. get the ball back and first play from the line of scrimmage. Uh, Rodriguez, who had been sure-handed all game, fumbles right there. Mason Mangum picks it up, and just like that on the 21-yard line, it's Bulldogs ball. A couple plays later, KJ scores again from six yards out. Bulldogs extend their lead 36-28. to Leveland tries to make a comeback. They're trying to drive down to try to tie this game back up, and they're facing a fourth down and long. And one of the best... Most effective plays that we've seen from this defense has been Mason Mangum blitzing from the outside. You know, his speed makes it very hard mm-hmm. for def- for offensive linemen to block him. Yeah. So he comes from the outside, pressures their quarterback who has to step up and sprint out. And he makes a good go of it, but he runs out of bounds short of the first. Right. Bulldogs get the ball. And just a few plays later, they down it out to win. Borger Bulldogs get the victory, 36-28. to 28. Yeah, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we were pumped. Oh, we were high-fiving. Yeah. I went outside, it, it, like I went outside, because you can't really, from the booth, you can't really hear the crowd. Sure. You know, it's it's pretty good soundproof. I went outside, and I just watched. I just wanted to watch. I just wanted to feel it. Mm-hmm. Watched our kids celebrate with each other on the field. Watched our coaches celebrating with their families. Man, what a just a good feeling that was. Yeah. And I think they needed that. I think the kids needed that. I think the coaches needed that. I think the fans needed that. Mm-hmm. The community needed that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're playing with a little bit of house money from here on out because as long as we continue uh, to play pretty good, you know, we're looking at a playoff spot here. Yeah. You know, obviously we don't want to be the fourth seed. We can, if we can get the third seed or second sure. seed, Absolutely. that's the way to go. But, yeah, you know, we, you got a little bit of house money here. A little yeah. bit of breath of relief. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. defensively, the Borger Bulldogs held Leveland to only 54 yards passing 
on a spread team. They did have 182 yards rushing, uh, but that was it for the night. Sean Wilson led the way with eight tackles, and then Lincoln Honaker right behind him with seven tackles. Offensively, KJ was 11 for 17 for 152 yards and one touchdown. And he also rushed for 202 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> and overall, the Border Bulldogs had 455 yards of total offense. And that includes some other rushers. Tyler had a few mm-hmm. rushes. Avery Adami had 79 yards on 20 carries. And then Tyler had 90 yards receiving on four catches. And then other receivers were also in there. George yeah. Golston had a couple of catches. Mm-hmm. Bryson had a catch. Um, so big contributions for the entire team. Yeah, man. It was awesome to see uh, KJ felt like <clears throat> after getting hurt last week, didn't know how good he was, how, how, I don't know what percent he, if you'd asked him, sure, you know, like with some truth serum or something, what, what percentage are you at right now? Yeah. Cause I, I bet you if you asked me, you'd say, I'm 100%, I'm good to go. But, <laughs> you know, you could see him limping a little bit here and there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, man, he just put the team on his shoulders Friday night. Yeah. And I mean, he's, I mean, I haven't, I just, did anybody else play better in the panhandle? This weekend, I really don't know. We'd have to see what. I mean, yeah, exactly. If he's not, if he's not one of the players of the week this week in the panhandle, just a huge comeback win to be able to come back from being down. And you know, he came on the podcast and then got hurt. (laughs) And so I was like, man, I hope we don't have like a curse, you know, like the Madden curse, (laughs) dude. You're not supposed to even say that. Well, now now, it's, it's, it's not a thing because he. He came right back. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. He came right back and just dominated. I won't have another football player on the podcast for the rest so, of the season. I'll tell you that much. Oh, I don't know if we're... No, because then it will be a thing. If you're afraid of it, it's a thing. <laughs> we're not afraid of it. Don't we're, be afraid, guys. I'm not afraid don't of it. Don't be afraid, guys. Okay, I won't be afraid yeah. of it. Yeah. No, I don't believe in jinxes. Uh, I'm not stitious. I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Is that what the saying is <laughs> yeah, from the office? I'm not yeah. superstitious. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Just a little stitious. Yeah. Uh, no, dude, I was just really impressed with the way he played the whole sure. team too. Uh, and I was impressed too with level and a little bit, you know, I mean, I think we dominated, but I mean, they really, when they had chance, those chances that they had, they really took advantage of them. And that's yeah. what, um, you know, and, and I felt like they were a pretty physical team. Sure. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. Just, they have, it was kind of like what we talked about in the district preview. They have little bright spots that mm-hmm. show up from time to time in little areas, but it's just not consistent, mm-hmm. you know, and I think they are struggling themselves with some identity. They're struggling with some mental toughness because mm-hmm. when it gets hard, you start seeing more injuries. What is that about? Is that really legitimate or is that more mental, mm-hmm. a mental thing? I'm looking for a way out. I need an excuse because I can't bear to face, and, and don't get me wrong, we still face some of that. I can't bear to face um, embarrassment sure. or to not believe the hype around me that someone may believe that I'm the the big thing. I'd rather fake an injury. Mm. I mean, it's hard to say that, but it, that's the truth and that's reality of mm. it. It is. I think the mental aspect of this game is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, great job. It's a great game. And so, you know, there's a lot of good things to to build on and to look for going on to this next week. And we'll talk more about this next mm-hmm. week game at the end of the show. Yeah, we'll so. do it. Yeah, when we'll be back, we'll bring you the rundown and what's coming up and talk about next week's game right after this break. We would like to thank the Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group 
is the official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast. Are you looking to sell your current home or property or on the hunt for your dream home? Look no further than Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is your trusted partner in finding the perfect property for you and your family or selling your current home in the competitive real estate market. Plumley Real Estate Group's agents, Jodina Plumley, Lindsay Vinson, and Mike Lynn Reese, understand that buying or selling a home is a significant decision, and they are here to make the process as smooth and stress free as possible. Plumley Real Estate Group's team of dedicated and knowledgeable agents will guide you every step of the way from listing your home or browsing listings to closing the deal. Join the many satisfied homeowners and sellers who have worked with Plumley Real Estate Group. Contact Plumley Real Estate Group online today at plumleygroup.kw.com to schedule a consultation. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. All right, we're back after the break. Here we are. We've got the rundown. We've got uh, a few things to talk about. Uh, the first thing is golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ladies finished their season at the Phillips Golf Course this last weekend. Daisy Perez, she shot a season best. Yeah, and I didn't get final numbers or anything sure. like that, but we do know that that they've grown a lot. They're a young team. We've talked mm-hmm. about it. You know, congrats to Daisy for shooting a season's best, and you know, proud of the girls for all their hard work. Yeah, what a great great fall they've had. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. The boys, uh, they played at uh, Paladuro course, the Paladuro yeah, course, course, yeah. Uh, and Borger Country Club. Uh, George Goldston, he was fifth out of 94 players um, at down at Paladuro. Uh, Jace Haddix, Caden Marquez, and Chris Bear, they all shot season bests at the Borger Country Club. Uh, the boy boys A had the lowest score at the triangular. And they shot a team season best at the Borger Country Club as well. Yeah. And so, George did it on Friday. Yeah. And so I, I think he played golf that morning. And then went and played football. And then went and played football that night. Like he's just yeah. he's a stud. Yeah. What a stud kid. Works hard all the time. Mm-hmm. Great job to the golf team. Yeah. I just continuously getting better. Mm-hmm. Proud of him. Yeah. Shout out to the golf team. Uh, I love golf. Uh, so, you know, if you're on the golf team and you're hearing this, uh, I'd love to rep some Borger Golf, you know, swag or whatever. <laughs> they got a shirt or whatever. Somebody Are you trying to, to get some one. swag? I do, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to, we've done 11 episodes. I'm waiting for somebody to give me a Borger <laughs> shirt, something. I sent you to find one shirt and you couldn't find well, it. Well, that was a shirt from 10 years ago yeah, or something that, it's kind of hard to find a shirt from 10 years ago. <laughs> anyway, I'm a size extra large. So if anybody wants to get me a shirt or a hat, you know, whatever. Doesn't have to be golf uh, either. It could be anything. That's funny. Anyway, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, I would. I would buy one. I'll buy one. Uh, <laughs> volleyball. Round of volleyball. Volleyball faced Dumas on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, all three teams lost. Yeah. Um, varsity lost in four sets. Uh, 15-25, and twenty four twenty six. So they almost took it to five sets there. Sure. Got close. Um, I don't know. Do you have any commentary on on the on the match or were you there? I was there. You were there. Yeah, sure, yeah. I was there. I was there. We okay. got to watch the first set of the varsity team and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just I don't know. It's you. There's a different kind of fire mm-hmm. that I'm seeing, and and you can see it in the warm ups. You can see it in the performance. You can just yeah. It, it's 
it's hard. I think that mm-hmm. they've they're feeling very discouraged right now. They're sure. feeling very down, and um, I think you can just kind of see it in their body language a little bit. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same team. I think that started the season. Okay, and you could point to a lot of different things of why or whatever, and you may have an opinion mm-hmm. about that. Or, uh, but what it comes down to is just our uh, district's a buzzsaw, man. You know, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough every single time. So. You know, Jack Wilson ran that program in Dumas very well for many, many, many years. And uh, you can still see the evidence of that. And they're young. They're not old. It was senior. It was senior day there at Dumas, and they only had one. Oh, wow. And one Ashley Suggs that they honored. And so uh, they play hard, Mm -hmm. and they get after it. They are athletic. And I think, if I will say one thing, we, we need to improve our athleticism a little bit. We do. We We're not reacting quick enough. And so... We need to find ways, drills or whatever it is, to improve our reaction time. It seems like we're a little bit stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. And then that's just not varsity. That's JV and freshman mm-hmm. as well. We're a little bit stuck in the mud. And so volleyball as a game is is mental. But you, you have to find those uh, muscle memory things that are good for that sport. Jumping, blocking, strong arms, strong hands, and reaction time, quick reaction. Yeah. So those are things we got to improve on. Yeah, well, we got some yep. stats from that game, uh, those matches. Isabella Pena uh, had 10 assists and 13 digs. Reality Briscoe had 14 digs. Cooper Buchanan had four kills, one block, and two digs. Adrea Loftus had six kills, three blocks, two digs, and two aces. Emily Bridges had six kills, three blocks, three digs. Katie Buchanan had two kills and three digs. Esther Quinones had six, sorry, nine assists and three digs. Addie Bridges had three kills, three blocks, six digs, and one ace. Jordan Pettit with four kills, three blocks, three digs. Samantha Tarango with five digs. Uh, Braley Richburg with two digs. And Savannah Padilla with six digs. Yeah. Overall, really proud of these yeah. girls and the yeah. work that they've put in. You know, they got uh, one more game coming up on, and it'll happen by the time we've put this podcast out. It's Tuesday, Tuesday night, night against yeah. West Plains. So wish them the best. They're going to play a really tough team. And uh, just proud of all the work they've done. And, and they have a whole offseason mm-hmm. to improve on this. I mean, yeah. the season starts on Wednesday, the right. first day after the last mm-hmm. game. That's yeah. when your next season starts. And so if we can put in the work, you've got a long time before the season starts mm-hmm. again. So, uh, And I know, I know they've got potential for growth. We've got a lot of young sure. girls on the team who, who, who are good. Absolutely. Playing, they're playing well, and they're still going to be around a couple more years. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so. Yeah. They yeah. just need to. They need to buy into the weight room. Yeah, we're not down. Buy we're not into doing strength. Glue. Buy into mm-hmm. jumping. You know, and, and it's hard, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be. It's gonna be a grind. But you're better sure. for it in the long run. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. So the Lady Bulldogs right now they're currently 16 and 20 overall, and they're 211 in district. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's that's what we have for what happened uh, last week. Uh, let's talk about what's coming up. Okay. Big thing coming up this next Friday night. The Border Bulldogs are going to be traveling north. To Ockletree County, mm. Perryton Rangers yeah. for a district football game. And so Perryton is coming off of a Thursday night loss to West Plains, 72 to 6. Mm-hmm. That's pretty tough. Yeah. They're currently 2 and 6 in the 1 and 1 in district play. And uh, there's actually a three way tie right now for second place. It's Perryton, it's Borger, and it's Seminole. Mm-hmm. And so we're all right there with each other. And so the next couple of weeks are really going to decide. Who goes where as far as seeding 
in the playoffs, the West Plains Wolves are holding on to that first place. They're eight and one and three and zero in district, but everyone else is right there at one and one. And so, I think really where you don't want to be is that number four spot, right? Because there is a very tough Monahan's team in the next district that is waiting for that number four spot. Sure, I think if you can get into that number two, you got a fantastic spot to go deep. And I even like the number three spot. Mm-hmm. I will take on the number two person, whether that's a Riverside or something like that, I'd, I'll take on the number two team from the next district, but you don't want to get in that fourth spot. So if we can avoid that fourth spot, get this win against Perryton, we're in a really, really good place going into the playoffs. Yeah. So in this last game, Perryton's only score came late in the fourth quarter on a three-yard pass from their quarterback, Cooper Schilling, to Noel Vargas. And, um, you know, they had their quarterback, Julian Cervantes, he went out for injury, and when he came back, they ended up moving him over to receiver. And so he had like a 30-yard run that set that up. So he's still a, a big contribution to that offense mm-hmm. in, a, in a lot of ways. Um, but I think that if our defense can play like they did the second half of that leveling game, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they put pressure on Schilling, mm-hmm. you can make a lot of good things happen, put them in bad situations, cause him to throw some bad passes. He threw three interceptions against West Plains. Their offense also had two fumbles. And so good pressure coming from Mason and Sean and the rest of the boys. Ryan even stepping up now, mm-hmm. blitzing from the inside. Yeah. You can put a lot of pressure on that pair of defense to make mistakes. Yeah, uh, for sure. They came away with 120 yards rushing and only 30 yards passing against West Plains. But again, West Plains is a different kind of beast. So it's hard to take that fully into granite about what Perry can do. One thing I know about the Rangers, they're always going to be tough and they're always going to play tough. Yeah. They just have tough kids over there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what we got coming up. That's what we got. And uh, yeah, we spent a lot of time breaking down the game. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we're coming back next week. Sure. We'll, we'll probably be recording next Sunday again too. Uh and we'll hopefully, hopefully we'll be talking about another win. That's right. Yeah. And this upcoming week, we're going to have a couple of special guests. We'll wait for that. All right. Yeah. But we're going to be talking a little bit about NFL fandom. Okay. So start thinking about your your team, guys, and what it means to you. Because we'll be talking about that in our next upcoming up episode. All right. That sounds good. I'm excited about that. That'll be fun. I know you are. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for the podcast this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, again, thank you to our sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. And... Uh, Man, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. Thanks again to our official sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram to join the conversation. And feel free to contact us with any comments, questions, or advertising inquiries at borgersportspod at gmail.com. It would also be a huge help if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. And make sure you give us a five-star rating as well. The Borger Sports Podcast is hosted by Michael Kano and mixed and produced by me, Michael Williams. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.